0: Hi, folks. This is Abel James, and thanks so much for joining us on Fat-Burning Man, where we talk about real food and real results. Today, we're joined by my good buddy, Dr. Pedram Shojai, the urban monk. You're going to learn how to improve your health, happiness, and well-being using the ancient wisdom of the East. If you've ever struggled with adrenal burnout, stress, sleep, and other lifestyle factors, make sure to tune into this show. But first, here's some very big news. The Wild Diet is now officially a New York Times bestseller. Thank you so much for the support, reviews, and spreading the word about real food. After being out of stock for about a month when the ABC show aired, it's finally back in Amazon and in bookstores, so please check it out. And the paperback version costs even less than the hardcover, usually it's around 10 bucks. So grab one for yourself or your friends and family. I I really appreciate the support and uh, the good news is that butter and bacon are definitely going mainstream here's what melissa just said on instagram thus far i'm down nine pounds in only four days and i'm eating real food the recipes are great and the book was not only entertaining but also informative as a former boxer i was used to cutting weight but this time i'm doing it the healthy way thanks fat burning man thank you for reading melissa and congratulations so i know a lot of you guys have been getting copies of the book for friends and family, and I can't wait to hear about how much you like eating and living wild. So let me know how you're doing. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and more. Just search for Abel James or Fat-Burning Man on your favorite social network, and you should see my ugly mug pop right up. In fact, I might be time-traveling and tweeting right now as you're listening to this. The internet is awesome. In other news, I'll be speaking at South by Southwest and Paleo FX in Austin, Texas, as well as a few colleges and corporate gigs this year. So if you're around town, please come by and say hi. There's even a rumor going around that Allison and I might even bake you some chocolate nut cookies if you come see me speak at South by Southwest. We're also gonna throw a huge party for The Wild Dot being a New York Times bestseller. So if you're in Austin, Texas, please come hang out. I'd love to see you and meet you in person. Now, before we get to the show, I'd like to let you know about something new we just created for you. You might know that my wife, dog, and I have been traveling around North America and living in the boonies out of state and national parks for the past two years. Wherever you are, I can tell you firsthand, getting the highest quality real food can be a challenge, especially if you don't want to break the bank. And it's always our number one priority when we roll into town, no matter where we are, that's what we're looking for, the best food we can possibly get, and a lot of times we're on a budget, so we wanna make sure that we're getting great food for less. And so lately I've been getting a lot of questions like these, Abel, how do I feed my family without going broke? Or I'm on a budget, where do I find the best real food for the least amount of money? How can I save time shopping for food? It seems like it takes forever. So we just created a handy dandy guide to help you save time and money on your grocery bill so you can get real food for less. In fact, we saved more than $300 on our grocery bill last month. In this guide, you'll learn money-saving shopping hacks that will cut your grocery budget by 30%, 50% or even more while enjoying the best quality meats, seafood and fresh organic produce kitchen tricks to stretch your shopping dollar further than you ever thought possible, how to save time by knowing exactly where, when, and how to shop for your favorite foods, snacks, and treats, which brands of supplements, protein, and ingredients my wife and I trust, recommend, and use at home, and much more. And since we just launched the shopping guide, you can grab it for a discount for less than 10 bucks. All you have to do is type in fatburningman.com slash shopping fatburningman.com slash shopping. The time saving, money saving guide will more than pay for itself on your first Grocery bill, that's the idea anyway, so if it doesn't, you get all your money back. One of our readers, Tom, says, Your tricks for finding cheap meat and then how to make the most of it in the kitchen are priceless. For once, I'm actually excited to go to the supermarket to hunt for healthy bargains. So throw your food budget a bone and come check out this guide today. It's at fatburningman.com shopping. All right, on to the show with my good buddy, Dr. Pedram Shojai. On this show, you'll learn how to reverse adrenal burnout, why Pedram gained and how he lost 15 pounds of flab, why you don't need to give up pumpkin pie if you want to be healthy, how to use ancient wisdom to keep up with the unique demands of the modern world, and much more. All right, let's go hang out with Pedram. All right, folks, I am very happy to be here this week with my good friend, pedram shojai he's the founder of well.org producer of the movies vitality and origins and the host of the health bridge and the urban monk podcasts. he's also an acclaimed qigong master master herbalist and doctor of orient and doctor of oriental medicine speaking from experience i'm pretty sure pedram's favorite food is pumpkin pie how's it going man (laughs)
1: specifically the pumpkin pie recipe that you shared with me my friend because it's the
0: best (laughs) pumpkin pie in the world
1: it really is been
0: working on that for years man
1: You know, what's funny is, you know, that was always my comfort food. Like I could could destroy a pumpkin pie any time of the day, any time of the year. And, you know, it gets to the point where like, okay, dairy sucks, gluten sucks. You know, they put too much sugar in it. It's like you can't enjoy the things that you love. And then you actually helped me hack that and be like, dude, well, we could just replace ingredients and make pumpkin pie awesome again. And um, yeah, I got to thank you for that. It's been great.
0: Of course. Well, I hope that's one of the things that people take away from all of this is that, you know, a lot of times when you get into, oh, I'm going to be healthy, so I can't eat grains, sugar, dairy, nuts, nightshades, anything, you know. All of a sudden, all these foods are subtracted. You can't eat anything, and then you crash out because it's terrible, and you feel like you're not living anymore. And there's there's always a way for you to make your food into medicine, I think, even if it's soul food medicine, right? That's and so. so, like, it breaks my heart to think that you wouldn't be able to eat pumpkin pie because you can't eat wheat or chicken eggs or something like that so yeah it's it's so much fun to to get closer to your food because all of a sudden you realize you can make whatever you want
1: yeah. Well, and you know, I have the same thing with my, my older kid right now is, you know, I could, he, you know, he's almost two years old. He's a monkey, right? He's just run around breaking things. And so I could either run around saying no to everything and making his world really kind of restricted and have bumpers around everything mm-hmm. and create a world where he's constantly being suppressed. Or I could just judo flip that energy and be like, Hey buddy, why don't we do this? And just, yeah. just boom, let's go and, and channel his enthusiasm into something awesome. And so. I think that, uh, there's a lot of parallels there and I, you know, and I see it every day because, you know, I got this little consciousness that, that I'm responsible for. <laughs> right
0: Now, um, before we get too ahead of ourselves or have too much fun, let's talk a little bit of, about what you do, who you are, because you're a man of many talents. You've done many things, but, uh, one of the most important ones is that you've been a practitioner of health for a very long time and in different ways. Uh, and, and we can talk a little bit later on in the interview about how, um, even if you know something, you can't always put it into action. And sometimes you, you fall, but you always know how to turn those knobs and even fix, fix yourself in some cases. So give people just a, a brief back, background about who the urban monk Pedram Shojai is.
1: <laughs> so I was uh, pre-med at UCLA. And um, I started interning with some pretty heavy-duty docs, and looked down the barrel of living their lives, and was like, "Man, you're a miserable dude." Yeah. And so, you know, here I am walking hospital corridors, wondering where all the life is, and then simultaneously, I'm taking a couple of tai chi classes, um, and and feeling the life coursing through my my pores, right? And I'm just sitting there thinking, "Wait a minute, here I am in the halls of healthcare." I'm seeing nothing but sickness and kind of despondent people. And, you know, I go into the park and start doing some Tai Chi, and I could actually feel health. I could Mm -hmm. actually transfer health through Mm -hmm. my palms. And so, I was done, you know. I couldn't. I couldn't stay on that wagon. I really transitioned into becoming um, uh, a practitioner of these things. I found a Taoist abbot, a kung fu master, and before I knew it, I was. I was a Taoist monk, and I had transitioned. I started becoming a doctor of Oriental medicine. Took off, started uh, walking the earth. Uh, was in the high Himalayas when I realized um, I needed to be back here in the world, mm-hmm. and that. Um, I, you know, I got to say, well, I, I felt kind of decadent being up there because it's really easy to be amongst a bunch of people that are like praying for world peace and feel peaceful. Sure. You know, try getting back into L.A. traffic, right? Try and, try getting <laughs> yeah. back into real life right. and holding it down. And, and I was told by one of the guys up there, they're like, you don't belong here. You're, you're a regular dude. You speak good English. Get out of here. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I came back and started trying to help people. And the birth of the urban monk was really in my um, folly right, in trying to get busy Los Angeles uh, urban working people to try to do all the like mystical stuff that I did that helped me. Mm -hmm. And guess what? You don't have an hour and a half for yoga and then two hours to meditate and then jump and assault. But no one has time for that crap, right? Mm-hmm. It's a decadent lifestyle in, in a way because an ascetic renounces the world. But if right. you have cell phone bill, you got a car payment, you got anything that holds you to, you know, real life down here, you don't have that kind of time. So then how do I translate the wonderful stuff that I learned into the busy life of someone who can use it but can't afford to leave, can't change their name and take on a new Chinese name and get a weird tattoo and, mm-hmm. you know, just is going to, is going to stay who they are, but can use my help. And that became, you know, last 20 years of my life, uh, really bringing the the mountain down to the cities. And it's been a lot of fun. I got to say.
0: Yeah. And one of the cool things about your new book is that you, you approach people with their unique stories from so many different angles, right? Like they they walk into your office and it's always a different person, but they're kind of suffering from the same thing. What is it in modern society that we are all, what's at the root of our problems from a health perspective? Sure. Um, you know, to me, a
1: lot of it is compression of time Mm -hmm. is, Being caught in a a velocity that we can't sustain with our consciousness and getting it's just like tumbling down the white water of life and not being able to be mindful throughout the day, thinking that we're going to take some sort of break, whether it's Friday or during that vacation or retirement to like catch our breath. Mm -hmm. And so, I think that we've fundamentally been doing this wrong. I think meditation has been taught wrong in thinking that. You need to like double click meditation once you're freaked out, versus having it being part of your operating system, right. so that throughout the day you're like, "Hey, dude, you got too many windows open. You might want to try closing some down if you want to, you know, get stuff done and not freak out."
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it and it seems like in in the metaphorical sense, we all have way too many windows open as humans. Our brains. It it seems like we can't handle that, and there, you know, when you actually look at brains, you can see those problems, right? You can you can see it in an MRI machine. So, what is it about meditation that can help that?
1: Well, it's about understanding what you're doing in a given moment so that you can throttle back and just stick to doing one thing Mm -hmm. at a time. So, you know, in, in the martial arts, I'm not blocking 16 punches at the same time. I'm going to get punched in the face. I'm blocking the first one, then the second Mm -hmm. one, and then so forth and so forth. And it looks like I just did it all instantly, Mm -hmm. but that to me is, um, a hallmark of the illusion of multitasking that we've all fallen for is thinking we could do multiple things at the same time instead of executing on individual items Mm -hmm. uh, effectively and then looking like a master because it looks graceful, right? From the outside perspective, it looks like you're doing them simultaneously, but the master is handling one punch and one block at the same time, one email at a time and Mm -hmm. and so forth.
0: Isn't it great because you ask, uh, professional athletes this or or professional musicians how did you do that that amazing thing and they're like I don't know (laughs) Right because your (laughs) your brain doesn't work like that You don't engage the rational part of of what's going on when you're performing at your highest level It's something that comes out of you, uh, but it's it's really dependent upon putting in that practice First right, so what are some of the things that people can do to incorporate the practice of of? mindfulness into whether they're you know lifting weights or driving in LA traffic, or writing an email? How can you, you know, combine this ancient world of knowledge with <laughs> the present one of chaos?
1: Yeah, it's a great question. And, and really you alluded to it there is everything that you do is an opportunity to do this thing that's kind of the, the the central premise of these Chinese philosophies, which is called cultivation, which is I can sit here and feel sorry for myself that my appointment hasn't showed up and just start getting angry and like, you know, checking Facebook for 150th time today. Mm-hmm. Or I can say, great, they just gifted me five minutes to catch my breath. -hmm. And just take a couple breaths, and just kind of feel what's happening in my body, and check in. And that could happen in the car. I mean, look. So what? Don't don't close your eyes. You could still breathe and be focused and concentrating in the car. You don't have to be in lotus position to meditate. I think a lot of these kind of um, bumpers that have been slapped around this thing makes people say, "Well, I can't meditate. I'm not wearing Lululemon." Mm -hmm. You know know what I mean? And it's just it doesn't make any sense. It's about just catching your breath. And so when you're lifting that weight either you are sitting there thinking about your bills or talking to your buddy or whatever or you're breathing in you're focusing and every single cell in your body is is behind one another in the execution of this task which lines up your energy with your consciousness and the fibers of your muscles mm-hmm. so then you become more agile then you become more connected and that whole mind body spirit connection Actually exists. You start talking to professional athletes, and they all they all start developing this sense of spirituality because they're like, "Man, it's just, when I'm in that flow, I just I feel connected to everything. I could mm-hmm. hear the guy fifty yards down coming my, my way. I don't have to look; I know where he is." Well, what is that? It just it opens up your perception because you're stepping in and using your body as. Frankly, we've used it for hundreds of thousands of years in in all of our instincts being tuned in to the present moment. Right now, we have a million and one things pulling us out of the present moment Mm -hmm. at any given point, and that's, to me, that's the crisis of modernity. Right, it's the crisis that we live in is our attention is being splintered. Therefore, we are just sitting there, just uh, you know, just trying to catch our breath wherever we can. Yeah, (laughs) one of the.